The following program is paid for by Channel Mom Media. The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom, but I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say, let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Oh, yes, we are. Welcome to the show. Glad to have you on board. Welcome to our 94.7 The Word audience, our podcast audience, our Facebook audience. So glad to have you on board. And I really, really hope, like I do every day, I hope uh, that this show is a blessing to you. Here's the cool thing. You can win a book today if you're listening on Friday. I always forget to say that to our Saturday audience. We only give away our books on Fridays. And uh, you can also win it on Facebook if you make a little notation below me on Facebook and let me know you want to win the book. But you're asking, what's the book about? Well, here's the deal. Stress takes a toll on our body. Body, our brain and our heart um, and 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 I want to help every mom out there because you know there's a special kind of mom stress a lot of moms deal with way more stress than the average person and that's why I had my you know asked my friend to be on the show she has a series that has now sold almost half a million copies because moms really love this message it's too blessed to be stressed and the latest version is too blessed to be stress stressed for moms and uh, Deborah Cody, Cody is coming up in just a second and she's going to give us a bunch of stuff she's going to give you tips to de-stress specific ones um, ones that I'm already starting to practice and she's also going to give you some practical three P's about the way in which a mom can move forward with her life but also I think you're going to think this is kind of fun everybody loves personality tests she's going to talk about the four parenting personalities and you can figure out which one you are and maybe that can help you realize or, or recognize how you need to move forward in de-stressing and some of the tips you need to grab based on your parenting personality. And so Deborah's coming up in just a sec, so stick around for her. But, you know, I was really encouraged this week, super blessed, that I found out that a mom who listens to our show and her precious little daughter decided to go visit my friends Pamela and Brianna because the daughter was struggling with learning, even though she's a smart girl, and her mom knew that she needed uh, a, a unique approach, a different approach, something that would help her to learn uh, and adapt to her brain. And that is exactly exactly what they do at Connect Education. So I hope you'll check them out. I really do. Or if you have a friend that you know has a child that uh, has a learning issue, a learning disability, whatever you want to call it, a learning struggle, uh, there's no shame in it. And and, and often the, the child is perfectly smart. It's just that they don't learn like everybody else does. So call my friends at Connect Education, 303-680-5551, 303-680-5551. Don't be shy. You can get a free phone consultation or find them at ConnectEducationCO.com. Okay, this woman's a blast. She's going to make you laugh, uh, and I could use a little laughter today. Uh, by the way, a shout-out to my mama, she, who always listens, and she blesses me so much and has helped me uh, recently as I've gone through some struggles. We all need our moms. I mean, we really do, and I know some people have struggles with their moms, but I, I'm blessed that my mom's still alive to take care of me when I'm I won't say how old I am, but I'm blessed that my mom's still alive. Okay, so Deborah is, is an inspirational speaker. She's sought after. She's clearly a very successful author if she sold almost half a million books of this uh, Too Blessed to Be Stressed series. And how about you? I could really use a little distressing today. Not distressing, de-stressing. Sorry. <laughs> I could really use a little distressing. I'd like to be distressed. Can you help me out, Deborah? Hey, welcome to Channel Mom, Deborah. 
Thank you so much, Jenny. I call that decompressing, just because it gets confusing when you start talking about distressing. Yeah, that's right. We are stressed, all right. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Okay, so so I've been reading through the book, and and you're you're funny, and you enjoy being funny, and and I <laughs> I had a laugh out loud moment. I'll just let you start by telling your own mom's stress story and how you wanted to be the perfect mom, and you had all these shoulds in your brain, like so many moms do, and and you've realized that we need to set aside the shoulds, and we need to set aside all the images of perfection we need to set aside the comparison and all that stuff and i'm not trying to steal your thunder here but you have kind of a funny story about the cat and the brand new baby and how things don't really turn out the way we want them to and oh my goodness that story made me laugh can you tell it yeah sure sure uh, that was when my my firstborn matthew um was coming we had i guess i was nesting so i had this cat this beautiful snowy white cat named shauna um, she was my fur baby, as I know many of your listeners uh, know how that goes. Yeah. She could do no wrong. Um, and she was just, just my, she was my little human person in four legs. So um, sadly, as Matthew was getting closer, Shauna was getting more obnoxious, and I couldn't seem to keep her out of the baby's room. And uh, it was very frustrating for me. Um, finally, I had to realize she was a cat. And so out she would go and in she would come. And we've had this raging battle going on. She would, want, then, she would want to sleep in the crib. That was oh, her deal, yeah. right? Yeah, she would want to go sleep in the crib. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we had this issue of, you know, fur in the crib right where the baby would sleep. So it was, okay, can't, can't deal with this. So little baby sweet Matthew was born. Love that kid. Came, brought him home. Everybody oohed and awed over him. Um, you know, we ended up, I put him to bed a few minutes later. Uh, I just went over to peek in the door, and there was the cat draped across his face in the crib. <laughs> and so that was the end for her. Out she went for good, and she did not like that one bit. She was quite persnickety about the whole thing stuck her little tail in the air at me, usually, and so we had a, a battle. I would throw her out, she would come back in. I would throw her out, she would sneak in. So one day I was getting ready for church and uh, <laughs> got everything ready, had my purse by the door, um, and I noticed the little Dickens had snuck in and was sitting like the queen that she thought she was on the back of the couch, all perched up there with smug face and everything. And I grabbed her and threw her out, grabbed my purse, got in the car, put the baby in. We get to church. Um, I'm sitting there. I reach in my purse to get my pen to write notes, and, and it's wet. My pen is wet. And I pull it out, and it's dripping, and this horrific odor fills the air and everybody turns to look at me it's cat urine that cat had straddled my purse and i guess she was punishing me and there everything in there was totally urine coated black peppermints money was disgusting i had to throw everything the purse and all the contents out um and so you know (laughs) sometimes we do have some trouble with other members of our family who aren't exactly into motherhood as much as we are. Right, right. But it was an imperfect mom story, and it made, it makes, and that's the great thing about this book, is it makes you laugh, so you do, you de-stress just reading the book. Um, but a couple funny things. First of all, I'm not a cat person. Um, I think that cats are, they hate humans, and they pretty much just want you to feed them. And I won't say the other thing, I, I, 
it's very um, G PG R rated. With the other thing I have to say about cats, so I won't say it. But um, <laughs> the, I two things. Number one, I half suspect the reason she was draping herself over Matthew's face was to suffocate him silently. And then number two, I like you could not figure out how she could straddle a standing up purse and manage exactly. I, exactly. She's a gymnast cat, I guess. I'm not sure how she did that. But after that, she was never allowed in the house, and she straddled pots for the rest of her life very happily, and she learned that skill from me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so, let, so let's get to the nitty-gritty. you got a couple other funny stories there, like a prom story, and, and, and maybe we'll get to that. We'll see. I want moms to understand where you're coming from with this too-blessed-to-be-stressed concept. You, you really do believe that mom, if moms could, in the middle of a stressful day, maybe they've got a sick child, maybe it's some serious stuff, maybe they got a sick child or some money problems or they're a single mom and they don't know how they're going to make ends meet or how they're going to get their kids everywhere they need to be or maybe they're sick or maybe, you know, whatever it is. Moms deal with some major stress because they not only have to be concerned for themselves but also for their children. So I know okay. just, just about every mom I know is stressed in some capacity. But you, oh, yeah. you, you have a theory that if a mom could understand just how, as, as you call him, Papa God felt about them and, and just how blessed they really are and could, and could peel that back in the middle of their stress, it would help them. Could you explain that concept? Oh, that is so well said. The way you, I like the way you said it. <laughs> <laughs> I can co-write your next book if you'd like. <laughs> I guess that would be good, yes. Um, yeah, I absolutely believe that. Um, I think that when the genes on our attitude are inflecting a wedgie, we have to learn to unbutton. We have to adjust. Yeah. We have to loosen our uptight, and we don't often think about that. We are just so wrapped up in the angst and the anxiety and all of the stress that we don't realize that, that there are some things we can do to help ourselves to do that. A couple of examples um, are, one, to unplug, to, um, I call it a take a, a he-and-me retreat, a three-hour retreat. And I know that sounds impossible for some women, but it's so important to clear your brain and clear your your head and to get just a little time with you and Papa God. I recommend three hours, mm-hmm. once a month if possible, where you take just you, your your journals, your Bible, uh, your pen, and you have three hours. The first hour is hopefully up to your chin in a bubble bath where you are decompressing and you're letting everything go. Uh, you're unplugging. Uh, everything, all your, your um, media is off. You know, your cell phone, everything for an hour. And the yeah. second hour, then you spend praying and, and listening to Papa God in your journal. Read your Bible. Uh, you're communicating. You're getting the uh, minds back open again because you can't hear him when it's just so loud and the cacophony of life is drowning him out. You're tuning back in. Then for the third hour, you simply take a walk. You take a nature walk, and this is all about being grateful to him for all the blessings that he's given you. And you you shut out all that other stuff that's crowding in your brain trying to, um, you know, to plan, to try to control your own life, because we can't. We yeah. just can't do it, and that keeps us frustrated. So the third hour is just to thank him and be grateful uh, for everything that you see in front of you. Hopefully you're in nature somewhere, uh, yeah. and you can um, you know, really tune into him that way. You have a ton of tips in the book, and so I want people to have an opportunity to win it. It's a darling little book. It would make a great gift. It's, it's gorgeous. Um, so if you would like to win Deborah's book, Too Blessed to be Stressed, for moms, this is the For Moms edition, 303-873-1935, 303 873 
1935. I always pray that the right mom, the mom who needs it, will win this book. So don't be shy yeah. about calling. Uh, we've got a couple to give away today. So it's Friday. You can only win it on Friday, 303-873-1935, or just let us know on Facebook that you'd like to win a copy. Okay, so uh, we only have four minutes left in this segment. So so why don't we go to a couple other tips? You've got some kind of like not just three-hour tips. You've also got some more abbreviated tips. For a mom who's just feeling like at her wit's end, and I don't know how to stop the stress, and I don't know how to stop the fear and the worry and just all the stuff she's dealing with on behalf of her children and herself, you've got some simple like, you know, 10-minute tips of things they can do to de-stress. Can you talk about those? Yes, absolutely. Um, I think there's so many different aspects of our children that we stress about. There's mom guilt. There's um, the physical, the social, the emotional, the spiritual aspects of our raising our children that we stress over. Um, I, I'd like to touch just for this couple of minutes on the spiritual and uh, perhaps the emotional. Um, and the emo- this, with our constant electronic bombardment of bra- bright lights and loud noises, you know, it's important that we teach our kids to cultivate silence. Um, and with, there are some ways we can do that. They have to learn to productively fill their boring down times. They have to learn to wait. They have to endure delayed gratification, learn to live in their own thoughts to problem solve and hammer out personal beliefs. These are all necessary skills for functioning in the real world, and we can actually do simple little things to help those things happen uh, for their developmental stages. For example, when you're waiting in restaurants and medical offices, replace your cell phone. Don't just hand them your cell phone, but have simple, fun, quietly interactive games that require no special supplies or pre-planning. These sound old-fashioned, and they are, but they've always worked for years. I used them with my kids. My kids use them with their kids. Hangman to produce uh, improve spelling. Tic Tac Toe to promote strategy and logic. Both only need a pen and a paper. Yeah. Um, delayed gratification can be taught by helping your child set goals and work toward them, like saving money for a new bike or incrementally acquiring skills that take time to master, such as the piano, and also by scheduling snack time so they don't graze at will. Yeah. These are all proactive ways to teach patience and self-control. So, so th- and you're preparing your offspring for a future workplace marketability, and you're coaching them to be financially responsible and live within a budget. Amen. <laughs> that solves a lot, Deborah. So so that's a way for the mom to de-stress because she knows that she's occupying her child. The, the child's not stressing her out. And yet she's also teaching her child good principles, biblical principles, uh, secular principles, things that are going to work in the world. I, I love that you, you touched on what a mom can do for her child in the stressed out situations. You know, I'm looking at our Facebook page and Wendy said that she agrees with us. We have to get a hold of the stress thing because it's really, it makes mom sick, like literally sick. I, I've been dealing with some afflictions lately and some disease disease or two. And, and I think part of it's been due to stress. So I want moms to know that part of what we're trying to help them with today is, is de-stressing for their physical and mental health. So when we return with Deborah Cody, the author of Too Blessed to Be Stressed for Moms, and I know we have at least one winner, we're going to talk about some more principles and what kind of parenting style you have and how that might play into your stress when we return with Channel Mom.
The vision of the Life Center is simple. Transforming communities, period. Located just south of downtown Littleton, the Life Center meets immediate needs, provides opportunities for development, and shares the hope and truth found only in Jesus. Whether you need help putting food on the table or reaching your goals by learning English or finishing your GED, find out more about our services and volunteer opportunities on our website, lifecenterlittleton.org. Here's the deal. Channel Mom is made for moms because moms have one of the most important jobs on the planet. We serve you through the media like our radio show and podcast and YouTube channel with helpful interviews and advice. We do outreach from others through churches, speaking events, Channel Mom coffees, and now in prisons and for moms dealing with homelessness. We'd love to serve you or have you volunteer with us because moms need to be honored. So tell us if you need a speaker or help from our outreach or just want to become a partner to keep Channel Mom thriving for moms at ChannelMom.com. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Hey, welcome back to Channel Mom. You know, it's, it's fun for me to interact with the moms that I see who were watching us on Facebook. And, and Ruthie also weighed in and said this is a huge issue for her of trying to set down stress and recognizing that God's in control. When as moms, we just want everything to be let's be honest, perfect for our children. And, and so we worry about every little aspect of their lives and that leads to stress. And, and I so agree with Deborah, uh, the author of Too Blessed to be Stressed for Moms, who's on the show today. And by the way, we're giving away a copy on Friday, 303-873-1935 if you'd like to win a copy or you can try out on Facebook. But, but I, I agree with Ruthie, I agree with Wendy that this takes a toll on our bodies and our brains and our hearts and our spirits. And so we do need to at some point release it to God. And, and Deborah, I want to get to a couple of things in this segment. We've only got about an eight or nine minutes left but but you talk about the different parenting personalities and and let's go through those quickly you you liken them to animals and a lot of people have heard these parenting personalities but i like your twist on it with the animals and i thought that only one of these was an okay personality but you're saying there can be variations on the four that are acceptable Uh, so why don't you talk about those and then let's go on to a few more tips for moms who are dealing with stress and how they can decompress and get away from it Yes, I say stress is no respecter of parenting styles. They, uh, behavior scientists have identified four basic parenting styles, which I have attached um, animals to, which I'll get to just one second. But I want to make it clear that stress is an equal opportunity black plague. Um, yeah. You know, all four parenting styles are related to stress, and we're not saying here that one is the best. And it's because as many women as there are, there's going to be different parenting styles and different um, combinations of these. Um, I am at least three of these at any given time yeah, with right. my children and grandchildren. So um, we're just identifying the different basic parenting styles. The first one is what the psychologists call authoritative which is like a polar bear. Um, with Daddy Polar Bear, he's out of there after a one-night stand. He leaves Mom there on her own to care for the blind, <laughs> toothless, totally helpless newborn. Hopefully uh, the human um, counterpart is not uh, alone, but sometimes they are. Sometimes we have many single mothers that have to do all this on their own. Right. Uh, but the polar bears, they raise their babies uh, by they're very nurturing. That's where bear hugs come from. You know, they really do love and hug and cuddle their bear cubs. Um, uh, but they also have very strict rules, high expectations of their cubs. Uh, they have rules and they enforce the consequences for disobedience. Good behavior is expected and rewarded. Uh, you've seen, I'm sure, pictures of mama bears. If a baby bear does something wrong, whack upside the head with her big old paw. Yeah. 
Baby does a backward roll, but he learns from it. So polar bears are authoritative, and they have definite lines of communication uh, that are open with lots of give and take, but there are expectations, uh, and, and therefore the behavior is expected and rewarded. And consequences. So that's what the, so, and consequences. So that's yeah. number one, the polar bear authoritative parent. So, so listen to this, mamas, and figure out which one you are. So that's number one. And you might be a combination. Like all right. personality tests, you might be a combination. So what's number two? Neglectful, which is the harp seal. Uh, Ma harp seal is a very dedicated parent for about two weeks. And then she pumps her flipper in the air, barks, I'm done, and starts trolling singles bars. She leaves her baby <laughs> stranded on the ice where he learns to swim and hunt for, uh, for food on his own or not. Uh, 30% of baby harp seals die during oh. the first year. So the human harp seal version of parenting produces children with a very poor foundation of trust uh, because the parents take little interest in what's happening in the child's life, so they don't really meet their needs. And the children have a hard time forming relationships with other people. Um, they struggle with abandonment issues. Okay. Uh, then there's the permissive style, which is the black eagle. Mom Black Eagle covers all the basics, makes sure her babies are fed in house, but that's about it. She avoids confrontation, and she does not have the backbone to make and enforce rules in her own nest. She will stand by and watch her offspring squib, squabble, and fight to the death without intervening. Oh. So the Mom Black Eagle's human counterpart has difficulty then setting limits for her children. She uh, uh, compromises to avoid conflict. She wants to be their friend, not their parent. And, and I want to and can I interject something? I, yes, I mean, yes. I definitely saw the authoritative parent in 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 myself. But let's be honest, on those days when you just want your kid to like you, we can all have moments, I think, of permissiveness where we just think, "Oh, I don't want to fight this battle. I'm just going to let her eat it even though she shouldn't eat her. I'm just going to let her, you know, go out and do this even though she probably shouldn't do this." I mean, not with, you know, super dangerous things, but you know what I'm saying? So I think we all have moments where where we succumb to one of these styles that we'd rather or not so so okay so i i interrupted you that's number three no. the permissive style then what else you had a very good point and i want to make it clear throughout my book over and over and over i i'm not saying that that is a bad thing to have a day where you are permissive and we all have ice cream and lollipops for dinner you know that's not a bad thing and we do make what could be considered mistakes by others and often is because that is one of the things we're always comparing ourselves with others but um, I, my big message here is that you are not a bad mom. You are not a failure because you might do this now and then. Um, you know, God is in the, he is in the business of redeeming poor yeah. choices. Yeah. And he can still make your kids turn out they don't have to be serial killers just because you feel like you did so many things wrong. And that is the overriding, overriding message of my book. Um, that you don't don't panic, don't throw in the towel. You are not a bad mom because of some of the decisions you make. Amen. Papa God can redeem them. Amen. And he will. Amen. So okay, the last so the, um, parenting uh, personality. The fourth one is obsessive, which is the orangutan. It's kind of like the authoritative on steroids. Uh, Big Mama uh, orangutan was the original helicopter mother. She hovered over her offspring. She keeps them from seven to ten years. The longest dependency of any animal, or she nurses them for seven at least, oh. um, but she keeps them hanging around. She does. She watches everything they do. She makes the decisions for them. It's black and white with her. Um, this is a mom who leans toward obsession, and she might coldly rely on punishment to enforce obedience, and she has strict rules. Loves to say, because I said so. 
Okay. The I'm gonna... kids then have Go. difficulty making decisions. The kids have, they tend to exhibit recklessness uh, and irresponsible ha- behavior when they're on their own because they never were allowed to make decisions. Yeah, so uh, we got to be careful. Not, Mama makes them for them. Yeah, we got to be careful with that. By the way, orangutan is my favorite animal. I could watch them for three days straight at the zoo. Um, and, and, and I identify her with her a little bit because I kind of bubble wrapped my kids when they were little. So I was probably a little bit obsessive and have definitely been accused of being a helicopter mom sometimes. So we only have a couple minutes left, Deborah. So I want you to do a couple things for the mamas. I love the one point you made, made and that is you should never, ever think that you and your children are beyond, beyond hope because you've made some mistakes. We've all made some mistakes. So forgive yourself and remember that God can redeem anything. I love that advice. So two quick things. Number one, how, how does a mom have just, a, I think maybe you called them angst relievers, just, just a getaway time, a time to put herself on the front burner and, and, and just get away for a moment. doesn't have to be three hours. What does she do? Um, well, first of all, become your own manager. You know, just say no. Don't fill up your plate, keep to overflowing. You can't keep living that way. It's up to you to manage the limited energy Papa God has allotted you. Who else will? So we have to discern what's worth our precious time and become a choice-making manager rather than a spirit-sagging custodian picking up all the chewed-up, spit-out pieces of you. If your calendar is constipated, it needs an activities enema. Implement the three P's. Prioritize, plan, and pace yourself. Prioritize, plan, and pace yourself. Remember those three P's. Those are easy. And that can be how you go through your calendar and your daily schedule and think, ah, this isn't in the priority list. So I love that. That's exactly right. And then the quick one, because we only have a minute and a half. The quick one about sequestering yourself away, making sure your kids are safe. The cup of tea one. What do you do with that? Yeah, absolutely. You need you need to read. You need a mom's time out. You know, you need to take uh, something, whatever it is, what whatever is your happy place, and and make it mobile. Take it with you. Um, I have chocolate bars. Oh, I love Cadbury with almonds. That so when I get frazzled and I go hide somewhere, I go into a bathroom. Uh, when I was at working, I I've recently retired, but I would go uh, take a little walk around the parking lot for five minutes, whatever. Take my Cadbury, chill, baby. When my kids were little, I hid in the closet when their little fingers popped under I, the door. Yeah, yeah, I, I did say, that too. I, I had a prayer closet, and and it was a joke in the family where De- really Mike would say, my husband would say, "Where's mommy? She's in her prayer closet because we were naughty." So I would just shut myself in there. Okay, we have forty seconds. How do folks find you in the book, Deborah? Uh, com. my website. I have all of my 30-plus books from, in the Too Blessed to Be Stressed series listed there. Um, and I'm always giving giveaways. I have constant giveaways going on. Okay. You can find those at DebraCody.com. Click on freebies and then look for the recent giveaway. Awesome. God bless you, Deborah. Thanks for helping us to de-stress today, my dear. Thanks, Judy. Okay, take care. Thanks for listening today. If nobody's thanked you for all that you do as a mom to raise your babies well, even when you make mistakes, I am thanking you. God bless you for all you do to raise your children. Have a wonderful weekend. If you enjoy what you hear on Channel Mom Radio, and if you believe the media should be doing more to support moms and encourage families, then why don't you come alongside the efforts of Channel Mom? We'd like to offer you our partner package today. We'll send you a Channel Mom's Best Tips for Moms, as well as a beautiful bling t-shirt when you sign up to be a partnering monthly donor at ChannelMom.com. We live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family. Research shows the family is breaking down in America, but Channel Mom aims 
wants to stop the family breakdown, starting with the moms. We depend on our donors to help us, to put this show on the air, and to do outreach for mothers on the ground, supporting them in their parenting, marriages, addiction issues, and more. So become a Channel Mom Partner today and be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. Just go to ChannelMom.com and click on Give to CM, and you'll see our donate button there. From the moms at Channel Mom, thank you. And may God bless each mom and her family. 